Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of Wellness in the Workplace. My name is Malim Zinyane, and I am your host. Wellness in the Workplace is a podcast that aims to equip new and experienced professionals with the tools and insights to navigate complex work dynamics. And before getting into today's episode, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show over the last few weeks. I really, really appreciate your support, and I appreciate the fact that this community is growing. Mm-hmm. Please do continue to engage with the podcast on our Instagram page at wellness in the workplace underscore. You can definitely find us there. I see you and I appreciate you for seeing me. So in today's episode, we are talking about intellectual theft, and I have with me in studio someone who is going to unpack this topic with us. I have the pleasure of calling her my friend. She is an absolute powerhouse, and her name is Spongile Kanga. She is the commercial and stakeholder relations at MSG Africa Broadcasting. She's the founder of Safe Space with Sbosh. She is also the chief creative officer of Tiko Story Concept, and most recently, she is the host of Power Life on Power FM every Sunday from 9 until 12. Please do welcome Suwangila Kanga to the podcast. Hello. It's so weird to hear a friend uh, kind of reading out your CV. That's oh, what, what you do. That's all you. That is <laughs> right. all you, friend. Yeah. That is all yeah. you. And I remember when I reached out to you a few weeks ago asking you to be on the podcast mm. and you were very enthusiastic about it. And a few days later, you sent a voice note saying, friend, I want to talk about intellectual theft and I appreciated for you, you know, to share that moment of inspiration. And I'm just looking forward to your insights Mm. on, you know, what it is, um, if you've actually experienced it in your personal capacity Mm -hmm. and how people can be aware of, of intellectual theft in the workplace. Mm. But before getting into the meat of our topic, I'd like for you to just please give a brief overview of your career history and just Mm. let the audience know who Usbongile Kanga is. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes. One, I mean, even the reason why I was so excited when you invited me is because I was like, what an honor. Because yes. I'd started, like, obviously being part of the journey when you started mm. uh, Wellness in the Workplace mm. Um, mm. and even, you know, Life with Mbali. Mm. And um, I really respect somebody who can start the creative process because yes. that's the most difficult part. It's, it's difficult. Um, and to put yourself out there. I, mm. I know how much uh, confidence you have to build in yourself. Mm and to trust the journey and to kind of build a rapport with an audience. Yes. Um, it's a lot. Yes. So I'm very, very proud of that. Thank you so because much, I'm friend. also in the business yes. of ideas. Yes. I'm in the business of, of content creativity. And creativity. Yes. And yes. mine yes. every day is to see how do we keep connecting with people mm. and inspiring new mm. ideas and perspectives and mm. compelling people to take charge of their lives mm. and to really sponsor their own progress. Yes. Um yes. so um 
to that end, mm -hmm. I mean, my career really um, has culminated to now what you will hear as, you know, being a founder of something called Safe Space, which we'll get into yes. a little bit more. Yes. Um, being a radio host mm -hmm. on a talk show that really speaks about life. Um, and again, yes. that inspires yes. that ability to tap into your own agency and to mm -hmm. be self-reliant mm -hmm. and to heal in the process, mm -hmm. but to also be accountable to yourself yes. um, in that healing. Mm -hmm. So it's about taking ownership. Yeah. Um, and I think um, wellness in the workplace is exactly that as well. How yeah. do you take ownership of your yeah. own journey, yeah. um, your own the career trajectories, yes. Yes. Um, and, and the brand that you exude in those spaces, um, the values that you, you know, um, bring into an environment and how they find expression through your body of work. Mm. So I'm very excited about that. And that's what my work is all about, whether mm. it's legal story concepts as mm. a, a content development and research um, company mm. um, to Safe Space, uh, which is a mental health app mm. that will really look at the intersectionalities of the daily lived experience mm. and mm. how people mm. can, you know, hone in um, on their own internal resources for healing, mm. um, whilst also using other utility content and 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 therapies yeah, um, yeah, to heal yeah. um, and again even as a, a I guess host? I'd call yeah, yeah. a radio host it's yeah. the same thing on yeah. the show yeah. um, and even radio um, as a an executive in yeah. radio yeah. Um, my work is really about aligning brands mm. um, in ways that tell compelling stories mm. that create that rapport reinforce that you know brand loyalty and mm. conversation um, whilst changing people's lives in the process mm. um, but it didn't start that way mm. um I it had a very interesting start, actually. So weird. Yeah. But it's never a waste. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's never um, a waste. It's never yeah. a waste. Yeah. I think uh, I, career guidance is so important, uh, but even if they do get it wrong, mm. uh, I don't think any time spent in a learning institution, yep. in a in a workspace is ever a waste because yep. you're constantly just building up skills, skills and yes. knowledge, yes. Uh, which yes. somehow always just and culminate. <laughs> yes, and a network yeah. as well. Yeah. And then it just culminates to like this aha moment mm. when you reach that point mm. like in in your in your growth mm. where you're just like oh now it's all coming together, together. yeah um, and you see a common thread in all the spaces that you've yeah. been in yeah um yeah. that's why i think a lot of it for me anyway it's also leaving a part of that fate mm. to to take its, its own course. course yes um we yes. can plan as much as we want mm. uh, because when i studied law and mm. politics um mm. that's because i was a great debater i was mm. good in english and history mm. in school and they they said it was you, a you must be a yeah, lawyer yeah you know yeah, yeah. um and i to be quite honest i never connected um even with the theory of it um really? at university all the way till you on know, this level dude until, until <laughs> i mean i was yeah. just like yeah no yeah. something yeah. is just it just yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't natural. It didn't come mm. naturally to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got by, mm. um, and then I just realized that I just wanted to be in communications. Mm. I wanted to be a storyteller, mm. and there must be a way that I can have a career in the doing space. that. Yes. But I yes. still wasn't clear what kind of storytelling I'd, you would be doing. Um, but actually, yeah. at some point, I thought it would be TV. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd write uh, for series yes, and, and yes, films. Because you are a good that. writer, actually. Thank you very <laughs> really much. Really good writer. Um, yeah. I'm still. It's a skill that I'm still yeah. not confident in so yeah. i'm still i'm still building up on it yeah but um 
Yeah, I found myself at an a- at an agency. Mm-hmm. I worked at a PR agency, mm-hmm. um, and then eight years ago, Power ninety eight point seven made mm-hmm. the call for mm-hmm. a producer role. It was mm-hmm. a junior producer role, and then once and I got it, that's how I started. That's how you started. And the rest is history. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So now being in you know such a creative space, I'm pretty sure that the topic of intellectual theft comes up a lot, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's the reason why you actually suggested the topic to begin with. Um, but for people People who might not know what intellectual theft actually is in the workplace, what it looks like, and especially because of the blurred lines between teamwork and collaboration, and then someone passing off your ideas as their own Mm -hmm. under the guise of teamwork, um, what would you define intellectual theft as? (laughs) (laughs) It's a very complicated one for me. Um, I think, look, something like the... Uh, Makate case, yes. uh, the Vodacom yes, 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 yes. Now that is like serious, classic, 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 classic intellectual, intellectual theft, theft, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's also the complexities of um, your employer-employee relationship being mm. a legal contract. Mm. And there's mm. that thing called restraint of trade. Yes. Where yes. whatever you contribute to that environment is limited and can only be used, used in that environment, that environment, right? Yeah. Um, but then you are also in a social contract with your employer. Mm. They have to sponsor or they have an obligation to sponsor your progress. Mm. Um, and that has to be a very transparent and affirming process, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about the legalities of it. I mean, even if I came up with a concept for Power 19 yeah. right now, yeah. I wouldn't... If I left tomorrow, obviously I wouldn't take that idea and take it elsewhere yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, my contribution yeah. to the broader body of work mm, of the radio mm, station. Mm. But my issue is around the politics of not honoring the the creative effort yes. that people make, yes, yes. Um, the knowledge that they bring into a space mm, and not putting their name on it. On it yeah. For me, it's the politics of erasure yeah, that I'm worried about yeah, and that's yeah, where then it yeah. becomes notorious mm. and I say, well, then you are stealing from me mm. because you're actually stealing from my 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 my, my shine mm. my light mm. um so i think mm. i have an issue with the erasure element of it mm. not that mm. we should not be pouring into the businesses we work for yeah but when it you are intentionally being overlooked and being erased there's there's a psychological violence that it has that I on see. you yeah. yeah and i think that is where the wellness aspects comes into play right because if you're constantly being silenced being erased from work that is actually credited to you it does affect your overall oh, wellness absolutely. in the workplace right and it breeds resentment as well it definitely by the way. does it definitely does i mean i've had moments sorry yes. boss i no, know you've got fine. your questions <laughs> you're no, shooting it's okay. no, go <laughs> for it go for it please um, but i've had and moments where uh, you know i would sit and they would literally attribute something I did and I spent hours doing. Doing it, yeah. Um, that, yeah, no, uh, Mr. You know, Zvanban did that. And, and So I'm actually, I'm interested to then ask what do you think the drivers behind intellectual theft are because I think there are politics obviously within the workplace and there are different dynamics um, you know racial dynamics gender dynamics that contribute to these drivers but in your experience what has contributed to that I think for me one it's the projection of incompetence hectic Um, (laughs) and um, look so we speak about creativity a lot, like it's a natural thing that everyone that comes has. to yeah, that comes to people. But there yeah. are people who generally have a complex around mm. not being able to cultivate ideas, mm. um, and I think you know 
for their own sense of self-preservation, mm. they do it sometimes mm. because they're in a fix. Mm. So I think it's that level of feeling exposed. Mm. Um, but also then there are gender uh, dynamics for me in it. Yeah. I have never had a woman take my idea. Really? Never had a woman claim easy victories mm. over my ideas. Mm. Mm. And in the experiences where you've had men take oh, your no. ideas? I mean, they do it without even flinching. Without shame. <laughs> without <laughs> shame. shame. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah. So uh, definitely male privilege also, yeah, I think, has something to do with it. Mm. Um, I think ageism as well in my in my case. Interesting. Uh, I think Interesting. I'm one of the youngest um, people in our, you know, uh, uh, management team. team yeah. Um, yeah. So I think sometimes even though we're all managers, mm. uh, male privilege overrides mm. that we are peers. Mm. Um, and, and and it happens a lot. It happens mm. a lot. And also you're always confronted with the issue that you don't want, because you can easily be problematized for calling it out yes. immediately. Yes, and isolated in the process isolated, of doing that, right? right? Yeah. So you sit in a moment yeah. and you're having this weird yeah. out-of-body experience yes. and you really feel like somebody yes. has invaded Mm. your space mm. by taking mm. from you mm. it's 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 wild mm. it's wild mm. Mm. i mean i see it as a form of of bullying actually mm. because i think when i initially reached out to you that's what i wanted to chat to you about um and potentially maybe some of your previous experiences when it comes to workplace bullying but this is a very violent <laughs> kind of workplace bullying mm. that is usually overlooked um, and I think because of the power dynamics within the works within the workspace between manager and subordinate mm. um, it plays to that mm. and it further silences then the subordinate who may have contributed to an idea to absolutely. a project significantly so do you also see it in that regard oh, to absolutely. see it as a form of workplace bullying yeah I yeah. mean it's psychological and emotional and social um, uh, violence in my mm, opinion mm. Um, because it does something to the confidence mm. uh, like you said the confidence levels but also then you start becoming a lot more measured in how much energy you exert into work and mm. projects and the ideation process because mm. why would I put in my all mm. if I won't be recognized yes, um, yes. and for me Bals, also it speaks to then it's an indictment on you mm. if you cannot bring yourself to acknowledge um, somebody else's brilliance especially when they're your subordinate yes. it's yes. an indictment yes. on you as a leader yes. because yours is to always give them that stepping that stone, platform. that platform. Mm. I mean, I, like I say, you know, women allies in the workplace are everything. Mm. Um, my former manager at my previous employer was a woman. Mm. And when she realized that I was able to present ideas mm. and she realized that I had a, a reasonable um, ability to write mm. and conceptualize, mm. she started taking me to client meetings. Mm. She didn't, in fact, that was not the culture mm. at the company. Mm. But she said, there's no way I can bring this to my client because uh, I didn't conceptualize yes, it. Yes. I, you know, my words are going to fail yeah, me. Yeah. Um, so it's two things. One, she understands the collective uh, uh, value that we are all about in a workplace, yes. that we want the business to succeed. Mm. So she doesn't want to compromise that in mm. it, when it's, it comes to being client-facing. But she saw it as an opportunity for me to be exposed to those boardrooms, mm. to have a seat at the table, mm. to build in my mm. own confidence, to build my own network, mm. um, to, to an extent that I didn't stay long in that business yeah, because yeah. I was able to move on to the next thing. Yeah. She empowered mm. me. So mm. there's also that social mm. and soft element to about it, yeah. that human yeah. 
centric leadership yeah. um, dynamic that I think we all owe it to ourselves to employ. Yeah. And if you don't have an ally, you know, for someone who might not have an ally like you did in your case and, you know, they can't consistently overlooked for their ideas, um, consistently overlooked for opportunities of presenting their ideas, how do you think they can really just go about navigating that? Because I think that can be challenging if you don't have someone vouching for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two things. I mean, that's why a lot of businesses also struggle with uh, staff retention. Because mm. people just go on to greener pastures and, mm. and they leave a space that they don't feel recognized mm. in. Mm. Um, or the alternative is that then you become the angry girl, right? Oh, you become the bee. Mm. Um, and you fight your way through yeah, it. Yeah, because you're, you're fighting all these petty battles yeah. as they would say yeah um but actually the violence is bigger mm. it's bigger to your psychology your, mm. your mental state mm. um so you become the girl that becomes pedantic when males are being sent mm. to say um can i please just flag this one point when i wrote this document yes. this was my thinking this is what or so you're always thinking. trying to reclaim power mm. and reclaim your your name in a creative process and it's so which much, can be exhausting it's exhausting and unnecessary mm. um also it's embarrassing when you have to step in in a meeting because somebody well is appropriating your work but now they've lost their train of thought because it wasn't their original, the original thought to thinking begin with, yes you yes, know yes. so it's 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 it, it really becomes those two things you stand up for yourself which yeah. i think by the way it's a good skill to learn that yeah. you do need to stand up for yourself and yeah. defend your ideas yeah. Yeah. um and yeah. your integrity yes um as yes. a creative yeah i mean the, the creative process is a sacrament mm. um it's very deep it's very intimate mm. um it takes very a, personal it's very personal <laughs> it's very yeah. who, who said that lauren hill but really it's yeah. it's very personal so it does feel like a personal attack when somebody just claims it as an and just victory. overlooks you yeah. yeah yeah and i mean you've already alluded to you know the role that managers or leadership should actually take mm. in empowering you know junior staff or subordinates um uh, when it comes to just sharing their ideas and promoting their ideas mm. what role do you think your colleagues also play because i do think that they play a role as in your your peers yeah, your peers yes i think your peers i like that because yeah. you know teams that just have a, a very collaborative spirit yes. can kind of fight those battles collectively mm, mm, um so mm, i think mm. that allyship and mm. just uh, and that camaraderie mm. um also just you know there's something about feeling safe mm. with people mm, mm. um that then and trusting them and trusting yes. them yes Yes. Um, it almost you don't even mind if your your colleague who's an ally mm. were to go up on a podium and make a speech mm. that you wrote. Yeah, yeah. You, you the trust. tone is yes. different. Yes, yes. The tone is different. But mm. somebody who won't as much as step into your office and check if you're okay, claiming your idea at a at a round boardroom. Oof. Uh, table yeah. is a different thing. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. rapport, which yes. is such a beautiful point, that there are people you easily are able to extend your knowledge mm. um, with, and you can even endorse them taking on the forefront mm. of a project, of an idea, um, mm. because it was in team spirit, yes. even the ideation yes. process. Yes. But when you are isolated mm. and you're applying your mind a little more than 
your male counterpart or your el- any any counterpart yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it becomes a different tone yeah. and the intention is different, it's different in my view. Yes, yes, yes. I'm actually interested in your experience of <laughs> intellectual theft um, because I know that yeah, you, you're passionate <laughs> about the subject and if you're comfortable, can you tell us more about you know a case or an incident that happened, um, how you went about addressing it, um, how you even realized that this was actually happening. Mm. Just to paint a picture of maybe, you know, um, how this could potentially look like for someone who might be listening right now and, you know, is not really getting the full picture Mm. of what we're talking about. Hey, look, I mean, Bells, like I said earlier, um, you run the risk of being labeled the problematic girl, yeah. right? Or the angry black yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh, but that's been my journey anyway. Mm. Um, and look, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind having that label, to be honest, yeah. because it's actually just, I'm assertive. Mm. I'm assertive about um, owning my ideas mm. and um, being very uncompromising on 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 that Mm. so i mean i've had a few incidences um Mm. earlier on in my career not now because no one would dare now (laughs) 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 of course not no no one would dare now i mean but that's the thing also i think you also get the you get to the privilege also of like obviously your where you sit within the hierarchy of a business yes um but also then people start to learn who you are yes so i i mean i used to battle a lot with this where you would hear your ideas being regurgitated Mm. without as much as a simple acknowledgement of where the idea came from and who did it Mm. and what is also worse then people will just take an idea and you know the very least you can do Mm. is at least include me in the project yeah at least yeah but it would go as far as a whole idea is taken and you you are not part of the creative process or the execution process of mm-hmm. it rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and that isolation, you know, really affected me mm-hmm. um, in, in, in negative ways. Okay. Um, so I just had to go back into my internal resources. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I employed a different disposition. So I fight for my ideas. Yeah. I'll call it out. Yeah. I'll send the emails. Yeah. I'll copy all. Yeah. Um, I'll mention it in meetings if somebody has an unconscious bias. Because mm. um, sometimes I think it's unconscious if you're used to just taking, taking people's, people's ideas. ideas exactly. I'll just, you know, kind yeah. of flag it and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but it's not an easy thing. It takes a lot of... Um, confidence or courage Mm. um and also just knowing that you might run the risk of being isolated um yeah or problematized yeah in my case or structurally dismissed at some point structurally dismissed in my case it hasn't been that i think a lot of the times it has been unconscious yeah but i've had to nip it in the bud Mm. um you know because i understand all kinds of privileges that people have that sometimes blind them to the detail that may affect somebody else in negative ways. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned um, that you looked to some internal resources in order to just reconcile with the fact that, you know, someone has just stolen your idea. Mm. Um, What were some of those resources that helped you just, you know, navigate that and lift yourself out of that and still um, put yourself, I guess, in an empowering position to assert yourself and assert your your ideas going forward? Mm, It was... uh, Going back to why I'm in the business of what I do Mm, mm, um, mm. and also understanding how much it takes to get to a point where you are somebody who creates meaningful work. Yeah. um, To also know that when you're coming up with an idea, the intention is so sincere. Mm. um, You can already feel 
um, and the texture of how it will be experienced by that audience that you're creating it for mm. you, you, mm. you can feel it you can see it and you can't unfeel it or unsee it mm. so you become married to that idea mm. and you you just want to see it right to execution mm. stage so when somebody just takes it um it's like somebody's taking your baby yeah um yeah and 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 not as not even like acknowledging that you have gone through that process yeah. and there's heart behind it yes. so it, it yes. was a matter of just having to defend that heart work that heart work yeah, yeah. Honoring myself. yeah yeah and just in the process of creativity or creating what do you think is the role or what role does self-awareness and understanding your self-worth play there? It's everything. Because I think that that could also play a role in how much you defend your ideas, especially when you know your worth. Hmm. So how has that really played out for you? Hmm. It's been an interesting journey. I think, mm. though, uh, to be quite honest, I think it's in the past three, four years mm. that I have finally realized that it is that deep. Mm. So for the longest time, I thought, oh, we're just creating. Yeah, yeah. Ideas. We're <laughs> and yeah. then you realize the creative economy is huge. Mm. Um, mm. You know, capitalism understands the role of creativity. Of innovation. Of innovation. Yeah. And yeah. people are making a lot of money mm. um, and shaping narratives that inform public discourse, mm. that inform politics, mm. that inform culture. Mm, that inform behavior. That be, inform behavior mm. and personal choice. Mm. Um, and then you realize how deep it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. to your point about um, self-awareness, yeah. I, I think I was saying to you offline, yes. you can't give people what you don't have. Yes. Um, yes. And the reason why the past three, three to four years have been very revealing and empowering for me, mm. it, it wasn't only about understanding the creative economy and, and how much it makes and the value it adds to society mm. or how it takes society forward. Mm. But it was actually also understanding that you there's a responsibility that you have. You have to be accountable for the creative work that you put out. Yes. Because it shifts needles. Needles, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, just by saying one thing on a radio station mm. can determine somebody's mood or tone mm. for the day mm. or the decision that they make. Mm. You know, something as simple as a traffic report. Yeah, yeah. You have completely... Like I always say, radio, by the way, is like the original AI. Yes, yes. Like somebody has already decided for you which route you which must you take. Which you should take, yeah, yeah. You know? And you don't even question no. the information that no, they no, share. No, no, no. You You're don't. just like, no, they yeah. just said I'm going to stay away from them. William Nickel. Yes, I'm staying away. You, you know? Um, yeah, so yeah. that's the power of creativity, particularly mm. in the media space, mm. um, where you've got this huge audience. Mm. Um, so... It, it, self-awareness was very important mm. um, because also you don't want to feed uh, or, or churn out content that is laced with a lot of anger, yes. resentment, yes. Um, insecurities, mm. fear, uh, fear yes. projections. Lack. Yeah, lack, yeah. scarcity. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to yes. you don't give and pour out from a place mm. of scarcity. I like mm. that. Mm. Um, and so I had to do my own uh, healing and yes. my own 
unlearning and relearning and redefining uh, what my role is in the broader public in terms of conversation and how it you know compels meaningful action for yes, people yes. so self-awareness is key dude it's like very and key. you can see it in the quality of ideas that you mm. put out yes yes, um, yes and the way people receive yes, the idea yes and also the people that receive that the, the type people of people as well that receive, who receive that. it yeah. Yeah. Um, it becomes such mm. a beautiful reflection mm. of your own internal makeup and how mm. you could how you also engage in the world mm. and your interpretation of that mm. um, because ideas are all about connecting people they definitely are they definitely connecting are. the dots of humanity yes, of humanity yeah and do you think that's your responsibility as a creative oh, absolutely yeah um absolutely yeah. yeah um i that's the part that i think is very special mm. about what we do yeah um and yeah i i'm, I'm very sensitive and respectful yeah when about, it comes to it mm, yeah about the process of yeah. creating and putting i mean look i mean i was speaking to you that yeah. I, I started a youtube channel last yeah. year no, I know and <laughs> in within two episodes mm. i realized i just couldn't because i actually wasn't in a space to put out the work that i had intended to put out mm. um and I, it would have just been so disingenuous mm. to come out and say because there were certain areas of my life that I didn't feel emotionally and psychologically safe about. Ready for yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can't, you yeah. just can't take people where you're not. Headed. You're not there. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, Swash, in a few of our personal conversations, you've mentioned that you know often when you brainstorm or you share ideas with your team, you are cognizant that nothing is new under the sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how does this play out when it comes to intellectual theft? Because somebody else could very well just claim that, well, nothing is new under the sun, so this is my idea and you are not, you know, the rightful owner to it because we could have thought about the same thing at the same time. God is in the detail. Oof. Okay, God please expand on detail. that. Please so expand. I absolutely expand on I maintain that. there is mm. nothing new under the sun. Mm. The mere fact that you can come up with something and hundreds of people can go, yes, how did you know? Mm. It's because they were thinking or at least they had an emotional or psychological need for that thing, that solution that you've just created, mm. right? Mm. That's to show that nothing is new under the sun. Mm. But for me, it's about treatment. Mm. It's about reimagining an idea. Mm. And that's where cons- concepts come. Mm. To say you are a creative, conceptual um, uh, professional mm. is to reimagine how you treat an idea mm. and how you respond to a problem or a situation mm. and building a solution that is bespoke yes. and curated differently. So it's mm. all about, again, ideas are about imagination. Mm. So we could have the same idea because we all know that there's an unemployment crisis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's 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 clear. Yeah. Young yeah. people are unemployed. Mm. And we can all agree that as much as they're unemployed, they are capable and employable. Mm. Um and then we then I could say then you could have an idea on no government needs to create jobs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I could say there actually are jobs. Yeah. Young people who are unemployed are doing them as we speak. You mm. know what it's called? Mm. It's called care work. Mm. The fact that young people in the township are getting paid by pensioners to go stand at Sasa Grand queues mm. and then to go fetch them when they're mm. two or three people close to the front, mm. um, that's an economy. That's a yeah. business. Yeah. You could actually formalize that into a policy mm. where young people are care workers for the elderly in our communities. Mm. Now, I've just come up with an idea that 
somebody else might have not yeah. thought about. Please trademark that right now. Uh, no, by Please. the way, no, but K-work, <laughs> by the way, K-Work is a discourse yeah. that economists, yeah. development economists okay. are very uh, committed to, to and yeah. they talk about a lot. Yeah. But yeah. the ideation of job creation, what I'm mm. trying to say is there's so many ways to go about that. Mm. Everyone knows K-Work exists, mm. but I could come up with something completely different. Mm. Like, as I say, that's something that actually exists. Young people do do that mm. for uh, pensioners. Mm. Mm. I could say, take it a step further. Let's start a grant or a fund where young people run old people's errands. Yeah. You yeah. know, you get pu- the private sector and public sector involved. Yeah. Um, you go through an entire vetting process to mm. see that, you know, uh, pensioners' monies don't get lost, but mm. people go and you, you go to the banks and you take their money out and you go mm. and pay for their bills and mm. you go buy their groceries mm. and you pay them. Mm. 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 You've just come up with something yeah. that other people aren't talking about, but we all know that unemployment is a crisis yeah. and that yeah. young people are capable yeah. and there are things that they can do to contribute to society. Yeah, yeah. So it's treatment. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you mean when you say God is in the detail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also just think the um, the integrity, one's integrity also is the differentiator when it comes to potentially pitching the same idea you know how integral were you in the process of your creativity um so so yeah i like i like yeah, also that god is in the detail mm. because it has just put um, it has a, a different bit, touch it to has it a different touch to it and yeah. people receive it like yeah. it's new yeah yeah no i like that yeah. i really do yeah so when it comes to the ghost story concepts how do you preserve the ideas that you share with your clients and you protect your IP? Um, so with that work is a little different mm. because these are clients who come conceding that they are fresh out of ideas. Ideas, yeah. yeah. Um, so they need ideas to look good. Mm. So in that case, I sell my ideas. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's different. Mm. Um, those are not ideas I hold mm. dearly to my heart because they aren't my ideas. Mm. But mm. if a client mm. says we've mm. got an issue, we're struggling to reach this market mm. um, with this product, mm. then I will go and apply my. I don't care about that product necessarily. I don't, you know, I don't care about its market. <laughs> but yeah. and when I say that, yeah. I mean those are my personal okay. ideas okay. about okay. my broader life yeah. philosophy. Yeah, um, it's yeah. just about pushing product, mm. and then I'll go and find mm. out. My research process is about finding out about that market, finding out about the product. How do you connect those two in mm. a creative, mm. in a heartwarming, bespoke way? Mm-hmm. And then we make magic. Mm. So there are mm. ideas that we're not married to, to yeah. um, because they're yeah. not our ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when yeah. I say our, and it's important to know that difference. The difference, yeah. It's um, important of course, to you've know created the idea, yes, but yes. it's on a brief. Mm. It's on a brief. You've mm. been briefed. You've been given the problem, mm. so you build a creative solution. Mm. But mm. an idea that wakes you up at night, that keeps you up, mm. the one that is mm. about your life purpose, mm. you're just mm. like, I can't die. Mm. Having not done, done this, this, yes. Now, yes, no, that's now different. You're with me, yes. and for me professionally, my yeah. my work. I mean, I was saying earlier last week, if I wasn't at Power 98.7, I wouldn't mm. be in radio. Yeah. Because for me, it's deeper than being at a radio a station. station. Yeah. I'm at Power 98.7 because it consolidates everything that I believe in about my purpose and mm. my body of work. Mm. And if it has created that platform and it promises to sponsor progress of black people, mm. that's my beat. Mm. So the work that I do there is very personal mm. and it's attached to my purpose. Your purpose, yeah. So that's where I yeah. become quite... Mm. territorial and defensive Mm. about those ideas Mm. so then what are the practical ways 
that people can employ to protect their ideas and to promote their ideas because part of getting your ideas out there includes promotion and that's where things mm. can easily go sideways with someone potentially mm. stealing your ideas. So what are the practical, tangible steps that people can take to promote those ideas? I think the first one, just so that you can avoid the other steps, yeah. find an ally. Okay. Uh, find an ally or okay. allies. Mm. Um, so I think be strategic about your positionality within a business, mm. um, despite where you sit within its hierarchy, mm. but build a social capital mm. um, that that finds expression even if you're not in a room okay. um, where your name can be mentioned yeah. in a room yeah. because you've built that kind of rapport. Mm. Um, but if if that is not the environment and it's not con- that's not it's not conducive for that kind mm. of interaction. Um, Girl, be strong. <laughs> so, like I said, paper trail, paper trail, paper trail, paper trail. Um, the documents, you know when you do a word document, yes. there's the author. Yes, always. Always make sure your mm. name, it's your author, you're mm. the author. Mm. PDF your files. Mm. Send PDF documents mm. as much as possible. Because that's the embarrassing part. Yeah. When you send something and someone wants to convert it, please can you give me an open file? <laughs> converted oh from really? PDF to Word. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but then again, stand up for your ideas. So yeah. it's happening, nip it in the bud. Mm. If you don't have to throw a tantrum, you can escalate to your manager, mm. say, I'm really concerned, I feel overlooked, mm. I come up with concepts, but I'm not even given the exposure mm. to go pitch mm. if we're going at pitching stage. And if I'm not pitching, I'm not given the recognition by being credited. Yeah. yeah. Or even when they win a pitch and mm. they come back, just mm. an email that says, Thank, Thank you, Mbali, yes. for coming up with this. Mm. You have made us all the more enriched. Yes. You know, yes. you are valuable. Mm. We see you. We see you. Um, yeah. If it's a big campaign, mm. um, why don't you deploy Mbali into that project team mm. and make her a part of the execution mm. of that idea as mm. well? Mm. So I think you do need to raise those issues, but you've got to know your story. Yep. Keep the paper trail. Be yep. consistent, um, you know, with, with communique. Um, and demonstrate your work. Yeah. Demonstrate your work so that, you know, it's also, it's not forgettable. Mm. And um, people cannot avoid acknowledging you. Mm. So step up. Also show step up for your ideas. Because yes. sometimes we yes. cow and we sit in corners yes. and we're impostering and we yes. say, oh, there, and mm. then you feel hard done. Mm. So also mm. I think it's a confidence building thing mm. and you've just got to step up and, and own it. Mm. And know your worth. Yeah. And know your worth, yeah. So currently today... As it stands, how are you creating? How are you promoting? How are you protecting your ideas? It's crazy. So I'm actually in a legal process of yeah. patenting one of my ideas, okay. uh, which is uh, an app. Yeah, safe space. Um, yeah, safe yeah. space. So that's important for me because, mm. you know, the mental health discourse is huge and apps are popping left, right and center. Yeah. But yeah. So the name in particular, I mean, I do want to own that name. Mm. Um, but secondly, I mean, again, I'm not worried that there's so many mental apps out there. I've seen all of them. Yeah. Mine yeah. is different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not worried about the ideation process of it, mm. uh, which I'm currently under. Mm. Um, but I mean on the day to day I'm constantly finding ways to create Um, and it's all informed by my own personal values and the things that I want to see society Mm. um, adopt or enjoy 
um, or have access to. Um, so I'm creating around that. I'm very development orientated these days mm. in the ideas that I create. How do they solve a bigger problem. societal yeah. problem? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay, I think we can get straight into our bonus questions. Okay. I want to ask you what podcast, video, book, or article have you listened to or read that shifted your perspective about work? Uh, the first one, I will admit, uh, was about eight years ago. It was Sheryl Sandberg, Lean okay. In. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I read that book. Uh, yeah, mm. I really enjoyed that book. Mm. I mean, of course, mm. we can't be blind to her race privilege. Yes, yes, um, class privilege. Class privilege mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there are some gender parity realities that are universal yeah. that I enjoyed about yeah. the book. And just yeah. the idea of leaning in. Yeah. Uh, and also learning that you can you know, maintain your femininity and not necessarily emulate masculinity to be taken seriously. You don't have to assimilate. So I really enjoyed Lean In um, Mm. and that soft power Mm. um, that corporate actually Mm. needs. Mm. Um, And then in recent times, we are the ones we need. I'm enchanted also by the back end story of why she ended up, you know, in that space and her own journey yeah, um, yeah. and finding her voice through literature yes. and the conversations that she has regularly um, on, on platforms. Yeah. On her um, podcast On her well. podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. quite incredible and brave, mm. I think, mm. um, you know, given how small the industries the, yeah, are. And yeah. she's really brave and she's empowered a lot of women, myself included, um, in her by telling her own story. Mm. So I just love also the practical steps and mm. the utility content that she shares with people mm. and black women in the mm-hmm. main mm-hmm. to navigate their professional lives. Mm. Uh, Linda Weskenjana actually yeah. had a wonderful book um, called The Black Girl's Guide to Corporate South Africa, okay. I think. I have to read um, that one. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, she's she's a powerhouse herself. Yes. And yes. she also has a very different and contemporary approach to it. And it's very warm. Mm. It's a warm book. Mm. It's about relationships, sponsoring and mentoring progress. Mm. Um but also just like showing up for yourself and yeah. being accountable for your own career uh, mapping. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. noted that last one. I'm definitely going to get a copy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what does wellness in the workplace look like for you? It looks like accountability okay. to ourselves and mm-hmm. one another mm-hmm. um, whilst being kind and gentle mm-hmm. in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving room for human error. Mm-hmm. Uh, creating space for authentic expression Mm. and grace and grace Mm. grace I think we shouldn't Mm. leave ourselves at the gate when we drive into our offices yes yes I think people naturally when they feel loved and seen will put their best foot forward Mm. Mm. and extending grace to yourself as well yeah yeah in the process of extending it to others i like that and what are the three things that you would tell your younger self about being a professional in corporate sa it's it's all going to come together Mm. beautifully Mm. um don't sweat the small stuff yes and Take yourself seriously, but also have fun along the way. Have fun along the way. Yeah. 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 Because it's not all that serious, no, to be honest. <laughs> Most of it is made up anyway. Yeah, you know, people are always like, no. <laughs> I'm just like, just relax, play a song and dance relax. in your office, girl. And, you know, <laughs> have a Don't good old time. Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. 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 And any closing remarks um, for our audience, just on our topic, about work in general, um, or about the process of creating? I think the one thing that I'm very passionate about right now in my life, Balz, and you know this, mm. is 
Um, self-authoring. Yes. Um, I find that a lot of people, and especially off the back of the global pandemic, yes. um, which pulled the carpet under everyone's feet, mm-hmm. I think people mm-hmm. are still trying to find alignment, but other mm. people will never be the same again. Mm. I think many of us will never, we'll never be, the, be same the same again. Yep. Um, uh, and I think that's presented an opportunity for ourselves to reimagine ourselves mm. um, and you know, be more obsessed uh with self-mastery, mm. uh, being mm. in tune with ourselves, that mm. sense of self-connectedness. Mm. Um, and I just think once you just start that journey, you realize that really the world is your oyster. Oof. You attract everything that is meant to be yours. And not mm. materially, yeah. but even in terms yeah. of friendships yeah. and relationships and the spaces that you gravitate towards that just hug you when you walk into them, mm. that meet you with love and mm. kindness and providence. Mm. Um, our ideas come out differently. Mm. They come from a place of peace and contentment. Mm. So I'm really, really hoping that people uh, will overcome the fear of being confronted with self yes. until they are comfortable and safe with self. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I see that a lot in your work. I see that a lot <laughs> you. in your interactions and in how you produce project yourself to the world Mm. Um, and I appreciate you for it to be honest truly truly inspired by it thank you I'm inspired by you inspired by me I always say this to you guys (laughs) I see in you what you see in me yes yes like begets like yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for inspiring to my friend and I'm very proud of this platform thank you thank you for the opportunity and for testing my own um, you know intellectual and social and emotional boundaries yes um, and getting me to think yeah, um, as yeah, well about yeah. how I move mm. and why I move that mm. way. So mm. thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for showing up, friend. Thank you for being here. And thank you for tuning in. Like I said, we are on Instagram at wellnessintheworkplace underscore. Please do reach out to us on there. Leave a comment and let us know your thoughts about our latest episode. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Mbalim Zingane. I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fende Media. Fende Media builds podcasts from the ground up to tell your story. By partnering with individuals and business alike, Fende Media brings you communication to life through podcast services.